Hey, I'm Britton. And I'm Matt Collins. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 325 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, bucket cast. Welcome, ding dongs, long dongs, and bong mons, frog frauds, dad bods, cod slogs, and guys named Todd. Those who are odd, those who work jobs, and fans of Wade Boggs. Dudes with fat hogs, guys who roll logs. And Harold Sakata, the guy who played Odd Job in James Bond. People who sing songs, people who mow lawns, and busy moms who choose both Jif and to wash their dishes with John. John? Don. Sorry. It's not a yawn. It's a lot of fun, so open up that ass, because we're coming on past. It's episode 101 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. Hello. Hey, buddy, that was amazing. Oh, thank you. Uh, my favorite thing is that I don't know if anyone's, um, you know, watching the live stream. That's <laughs> we don't really do the live it. stream. No, not really. No one ever watched it in the first place. So, oh, well, boo to them. They're they're lost. Yeah. But um, uh, Britt was making eye contact with the camera during all of that. Oh, like, I, I don't I don't think he was reading anything. No, I wasn't. I from memory, from rem, I, I do the I do the George Carlin thing. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was great. He, he was. He was. It works. It works for some people. Even, it really even does. when he stopped doing cocaine, he could still kind of do it. Which I mean, his last comedy it, special though was eh, rough. Yeah, but like I think he probably stopped. Uh, he had a whole comedy special about death, like after his wife died before him. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he did one every year mm-hmm. for thirty-five years or something Basically. like that. You yeah, know, yeah. So I, I feel like sometimes you know a drug like cocaine or you know some drugs are like personalities mm-hmm. and they continue on with the person even after right, right. you know they've ended it you know like sure. you know a couple of uh maybe uh cybacillin burnouts or something that even right, though they're not on right. mushrooms anymore yeah. I mean, even, you know, even like, guys who would just like smoke so much weed they're you know they say perma fried or whatever Mm-hmm. They're definitely those guys, but most of the time they're like they're permafried. I'm like, no, he's just stoned right now. Still, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. He's an adult. You can do that. Yeah. What are you drinking, buddy? Oh, I'm doing uh, the sun kissed uh, orange zero sugar, the diet sun kissed. It's delicious. I love I love a good orange soda. Um, unfortunately, it's yeah. caffeinated, so I can't drink the the sun kissed too late. Who caffeinates orange soda? Why do they do that? That's insane. What are they caffeinating it? Like, there's no caffeine in oranges, is there? No, so exactly. Just the, it's like in yeah. nature, there's no not a caffeinated orange. So why are they putting it in the soda equivalent? I don't. Huh. I don't get it. That's wild. And it's not like they put um, it in the grape soda. It's just the orange soda. Or the strawberry soda. There's strawberry sodas out there. There are. Stra- we forget I mean, about. So, so big yeah, red has a crush. bunch of caffeine. Um, really? I don't know, is that strawberry that's like flavored? Gum. Is that bubblegum? No, gum? no, What's... Big Red is bubblegum, I do believe. Okay. I, I Which has really always been the, the most insane flavor profile okay. to me. So, yeah, it's um officially, it's a combination of lemon and orange oils topped off by pure vanilla that offers a creamy aftertaste. Which, uh... <laughs> 
Wait, was that Big Red? That's what Re- Big Red says they are. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, well, yeah, then... I could, I could kind of buy. I could definitely buy. Like, it's bubblegum ish for sure. It's got that. I don't know, because bubblegum definitely has like that vanilla fruit kind of thing going on. I think that's kind of the same yes. thing. Yeah. It has like that. It tastes like cur- what Kirby would probably, you know, jizz in your mouth like, you know, like think, a Kirby you think load. Kirby would taste like like they're just as cum. Yeah, yeah, his cum. Yeah, I think I think yeah. he'd taste more like a marshmallow peep, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. No, he'd be much richer. Yeah, but you know, I think he probably ejaculates bubble gum we need a, flavor spunk. Th- thinking about it, like peeps are kind of like I don't know, they're whatever. Peeps are fine, right? I feel like we need a condiment for peeps. That would really revitalize the whole peeps game, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, I see where you're going with this. I mean, I, you know, hot chocolate, right? Or hot, cho- hot chocolate's even, yeah, because hot chocolate always goes with marshmallows. Yeah. So you, you melt it down. Maybe that's too easy. Maybe, uh, obviously, maybe that that's easy. you can't sell hot chocolate right. with a bag of peeps. Maybe right? maybe it's got to be like a hot strawberry thing. You know, like because uh, hot chocolate, its equivalent is like chocolate milk, right? But they got the strawberry milk, yeah. you know, like hot strawberry milk. What if they paid more attention to the design of the peep? And, mm-hmm. you know, different parts of the chick had different flavors, like a crunchy strawberry beak. Ooh, maybe like, like lemon wings. Okay. If you, you know, maybe they, okay. like, they, I'm into this. They zhuzhed it up a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, what it is right now is just marshmallow may, covered in yellow uh, sugar, well, which th- is I think the, not great. Yeah, the real big problem too is the blue ones, the pink ones, the yellow ones. They all taste the same. They're all the same flavor. Yeah. Like I want some variety. You know, if I'm putting like a different colored thing in my mouth, I expect it to taste quite different. Uh, not with people because mm-hmm. that'd be racist. Um, every <laughs> every dick has a everyone own needs flavor. to taste like bubble gum. <laughs> okay, no matter what kind of dick I put in my mouth, <laughs> black, white, yellow. <laughs> purple that's why i call them all big red call them all big red (laughs) i only blow diabetic dudes (laughs) (laughs) call that racist if you want (laughs) Uh, no no i think that's pretty woke actually that's i believe uh, that's what the the children called based you're welcome kids (laughs) yeah that's the least ableist thing i've heard all day So, uh, speaking of cap <laughs> and none of thereof, mm-hmm. how are you doing, man? How's, doing, uh, doing how's the show? Show's going pretty good. You know, uh, if you listen last week, I did a solo episode, my first solo episode. Uh, Spencer, you know, I talked about it briefly. Won't talk about it much, but, you know, he, he yeah. decided to take a break. Uh, so he's not, not here. Um, but was he ever really? You know, I mean, yeah, well, he Spencer's was, he a, wasn't, we, you know, yeah. Yeah, we love Spencer. We love Spencer. He wasn't, you know, fully engaged with the project uh, at any time, though, unfortunately. So, you know, hopefully we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll get some new birth and some uh, some new ideas and some uh, some new vigor out of this podcast. Even though, you know, we're we're getting to the the point where I've caught up with Buckethead to the point where like uh-huh. maybe I'll have to release an episode once a month or two when he releases three pikes. But you know. Yeah, so I thought that he had only released 200. It's been about a year since I've been on the show. So right, I'm on, right, right. It's been I'm on it's been once a, a year. Uh-huh. What happened? I thought I thought we you had been caught you should have been caught up by now. So yeah, about a year ago we would have been caught up like right about now. Um 
this would might have been our last episode, but Buckethead kind of came back to it. He's released maybe like 25, 30 pikes this year so far. Like Holy he's hell. been releasing a lot. Like so, I mean, within the last week, I think he's released three. <laughs> so like you know, he's fucking ripping it up. He's he's gotten new juice. He uh he announced like a new collaboration with um this like I think uh, Middle Eastern or Asian singer. Uh, this lady that he worked with um on. Uh, the album that Serge Takian produced, uh, Enter the Chicken. And she announced this week on her social medias that they're doing like an official project together. And I think it's like a full album, which is going to be fucking awesome because their track is sick. It was a coma off of that album, which is like one of cool. the best tracks. So, yeah. Pretty- Serge Tankian produced Enter the Chicken? Yeah, yeah wild i did not because i've heard that album yeah and, that's so, that and makes a lot of sense one now. of the tracks but yeah he and i think it was yeah. on surgical strike as well wow wild man Serge Tonkian, huh? How about that System of a Down thing? How much were you into System of a Down uh, back so in middle you, school? You, oh, that, oh, wow! You <laughs> called me out perfectly. You have no idea how many how many fucking times I ripped Toxicity for my friends. Like I heard that album, I must have used a full fucking like twenty five pack from Fred Meyer, a fucking yeah. uh, blank DV D minus R's or some shit on that. The to build a prison. Dude, that song <laughs> blew my mind, man. Like, they're giving all prison okay. statistics, and I'm like, holy shit, I think music's yeah. shaping my politics. What? Yeah, man. No, that, that album was legit sick. Is mm. you know, as much... I just laughed because of the nostalgia. That's all, you know. But, like, yeah. at the time, it was, like, power. Uh, probably still is, honestly, yeah. you know. But I, I've maybe matured a little year. bit. You know. I'm still slaps uh-huh. for the most part. All right, all right. I mean, Pogo, right? Like, Pogo is a little, you know. Hey, Pogo, 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 Pogo. Yeah, that one's fun. Uh, uh, tapeworm. Pull the tapeworm out of your ass. Hey. That's that's a great little <laughs> ditty. That's, that's, that's pretty great. It's, that's it's pretty just great. like, the album has so much energy, and it's just like so much fun. It is one of the more fun yeah. metal albums ever made. I love looking back on music and realizing that the artists, like, that I was, I was so passionate about we're just kind of goofballs, you know, yeah. in, in between everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like Pogo, you know, it's it's nice that you remember System of a Down as this super serious band mm-hmm. when, you know, they certainly are, but they also, you know, could just throw in a Pogo every now and again. Right. And I, I feel like that, that sense of humor is largely missing from music anymore, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which really stinks. Like, um, we, we, love to be able to see like you know big mainstream artists be silly with themselves and release like stuff on their album that just like kind of sucks but it's fun yeah 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 if like, anyone even made albums anymore but uh yeah no you one know, really does we, all... yeah we leave that to the king gizzard and the lizard wizard they're the they're the one and, band and buckethead I making guess. albums yeah and motherfucking buckethead like if there was any band that ever ripped off buckethead it's king gizzard and the lizard wizard you think just yeah, a you, little bit well i mean not maybe not like literally yeah conceptually but, uh, conceptually like you take a vibe and mm. then you do that for as long as you want much like the three pikes that we listen to today each you know 26 minute album mm-hmm. is basically like buckethead has a thought and then goes down that path you know yeah uh, 
And the King Gizzard, I haven't listened to all their albums because mm-hmm. there is a lot, but There's I've like definitely listened to a fistful. Yeah. They release maybe like three a year, you know, much like Buckethead. Well, there, there they've was got a point their where like they were doing like a dozen a year. Like it was yep. oh, yeah. crazy. I know they've only been together or I've only me and Anchorage, Alaska have only been aware of them for like six years or something at this point, you know, mm-hmm. where Buckethead, I was, you know, probably a teenager or something when I first heard of him. But yeah, King Gizzard, they've done their like 1970s sleazy kind of porno music album. Mm-hmm. They've done their, um, you know, their fighting dragons. And, you yeah, know, their, I don't their know, metal album is pretty cool. I like their metal albums. Like, But every time you're going to hear that drum fill, right? True, <laughs> the, true. You, you know, so there's, yeah. there's, those, there's those staples. But if I ever got a chance to see King Gizzard or Buckethead or yeah. those two together, I mean, you know them there. Hell Do yeah. the best. Anytime. Any time of the week. Uh, yeah. You want to do some, uh, you want to listen to some goth news? Yes. Oh, my God. Goth let's, news, please. Let's get into it. Goth news. Goth news. In goth news this week, according to an article by Blabbermouth, Norwegian gothic metal pioneers Tristania have called it quits after more than a quarter century as a band. According to their final statement as a band on social media, quote, After 26 years on the international metal scene, the members of Tristania have this week taken the decision to call it a day. That means that future plans, including the scheduled Latin American tour in December, have been canceled. Last week came the news about a serious medical situation in the family within the band, which will make it impossible to pursue both short and long-term plans with the band. This came as a shock to us, and we are truly sorry to share this. Our sincere apologies to anyone that will be affected by this decision. We want to thank everyone we have worked together with for almost three decades of writing music, recording, releasing, and touring. But especially, we would like to give an extra heartful thank you to continental concerts that has stood by us in thick and thin through a significant part of the band's career last but not least we would like to thank our loyal fans all over the world for amazing experiences throughout the years without you we would have had no inspiration to continue for so many years Uh, while the band has been actively touring up until now their last album was darkest white released back in 2013 so their breakup wasn't a complete shock creatively at least we wish good luck to all their members in their future endeavors. What was the what was the uh, worst or weirdest way you've ever had a, a band breakup? <laughs> a really bad show. Oh yeah, uh, we've, uh, we've all had oh, those we've ones where everyone that. blows okay, up good. on each other right after the show, and it's just like, yeah, well, this is done. Or oh, was it, it was just worse, like, man. no, this is fucking. That was. It's obviously it, over. It was a whimper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was the way there wasn't a, you fucking drunk fuck, you lost everything. No, no. There no was it was no just yelling. like you'd never, was... never have another practice again. You just never call each other. That's it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were at, so we had added a fourth member to Shy Bones. And Man. at this point in, in the band's, you know, history, we were. I guess for anybody, um, you know, listening for some context, we were kind of like a um, dinner salad alternative rock fan. Yeah, I actually you totally know? forgot but, you were in Shy Bones for some reason. 
Well, and that's that's easy to do because you know I was just the the drummer, and we gigged a lot post Beto. As we were like a very much a twenty one and over band, right. we kind of cut our teeth playing Bernie's um, every Wednesday for an entire right. summer. Yeah, because and I, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I remember you a lot more for like you know the the under twenty one bands like uh, Demonic Squirrels and um, oh fucking. Uh, uh, oh epoch and stuck oh epoch stuck uh oh god mm-hmm. what uh oh um bastard sons of bangkok oh yeah with wang hell yeah, yeah. love yeah. that band so that's my favorite band god steven and Saul, steven seagal still remember yeah, a lot so of the, good. i still basically remember all the lyrics to that song because <laughs> it was just I, naming it, steven seagal's movies up to that point oh yeah now there's so many more right you should make a yeah. steven seagal part two i, what I, am I, I, I i'm so, a part of his patreon i'll shoot him a message so you know? <laughs> one of my favorite things someone posted on twitter a while ago but for a while when you uh googled how many films does steven seagal have it said something like at least 58 which is like <laughs> how how does google give such an inspecific answer that's so <laughs> Cryptic. I want that to be the only cryptic, non-specific answer Google ever has. Yeah, too. Yeah. Not a "did you mean," but mm-hmm. like it's an actual answer, and it's just the most human answer from Google. Right. Something like fifty-eight, dude. Who, 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 know, who knows, dude? Like, I I could reference some article, but come on, I'm just some guy who works for Google. I don't want to. Do look you it actually up. care? Is yeah. what the next question should be. It's probably it's, yeah. We could go look this up. So we added a fourth member, and by that point, we were just, you know, never practicing. I, I, I suck as a musician and a drummer, so if I don't, like, use it, I lose it. I lose it real quick, real bad. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't practicing, and we had, like, five days to play this bar gig where we're supposed to play, like, three hours. Yes. But we, you know, bring on a, uh, a singer-songwriter, and we'll pay him half to take up half of our time. Sure, sure. And yeah so long story short uh we add a fourth member he gets really drunk at the gig we're playing here comes your man by the pixies Mm -hmm. and you know the song it's like so long so long never wait so boom 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 and then the guitar lick comes in so we we you know he's he's shit-faced that's his job and we go so long so long never wait so it was like he was playing the wrong notes on guitar hero that's how bad it sounded amazing all him and the the bar was full when we started playing Mm -hmm. by the time we ended nobody was there we walked the bar at the end of the gig the sound man who we had known for years and years i know that you've worked with them Mm -hmm. back in the coots days with like a blood fist or something his name is adam you know yeah yeah. Uh, Yeah, i know adam yeah Adam was there and he just he's a friend so he just felt comfortable and he just looked at us he goes you guys are fucking idiots (laughs) (laughs) amazing amazing the most sound guy thing ever right we love this I loved being a sound guy I was just high and like honest it was great Uh good times times. yeah so we never played again after that beautiful and we never even had a conversation about it we were never like hey what do you think about nope nope we all knew in our heart of hearts how about you what was the most awkward or unfortunate way 
Uh, probably, I don't know, like, Blood Fist really sucked, because uh, I got, like, really addicted to Adderall and got, like, super aggro and weird, and uh, I just ended up, like, being a dick to everyone, and then, like, I think a couple of the members, like, confronted me about it, and uh, <laughs> when you're confronted for being a dick with everyone, the thing you shouldn't do, but the thing I did was um, be a bigger dick about it. Uh, yeah, I chose that path, and so we weren't friends for a while. Uh, which is why I wasn't like the original bassist of Corrupture, and I om- only really came into that band after I started dealing everybody weed. So, <laughs> hey, it's always a good way to get back in people's good graces, dude. I There's mean, people that have lived their entire lives still being a dick, you know, yeah, that, that that still live the exact same reaction that you had mm-hmm. when they, you know. And I think that you've, yeah, I, I, I think that you've changed. That's really important. You're not a, you're not a dick. Indeed. Appreciate that. Thank you. Anyway, speaking of people who aren't dicks, continuing on in goth news and goth obituaries this week, we say goodbye to a true hero to all goths everywhere, Fred Franzia, heir to the Franzia boxed wine fortune, and more importantly, creator of Trader Joe's Charles Shaw wine, better known as Two Buck Chuck. Do you have a, you got a Trader Joe's up in Alaska, didn't you, finally? No, we didn't. so dumb. Nope. Sucks. Anyway, um, Fred Frenzia was born in Modesta, California in 1943 into a family with a long tradition of winemaking. When he was six years old, his father took over his grandfather's winery and grew it to be one of the most, uh, the top inexpensive wine producers in California. Fred went to work for the company in 1965 after graduating from university and helped oversee its sale to Coca-Cola in 1973. With earnings from the sale, Fred went on to found Bronco Wines Company, who bought the name Charles Shaw in the early 2000s from a uh, bankruptcy auction. In 2002, Charles Shaw was introduced in Trader Joe's California stores as a $2 bottle of wine and quickly became a staple for both Trader Joe's and goth wine racks everywhere. Francia's philosophy was that wine should be enjoyed and consumed on every American table, seeking to defeat the gatekeeping of price and inconvenience in the field uh, in what one person called the unlikely democratization of a historically snobby industry, which I love. So thanks for that, Fred. You're a true hero to goths everywhere. Sleep forever, dream on, and most importantly, stay dead, dead, my friend. And finally in goth news this week, in a podcast interview, goth and pizza patriarch Papa John Schnatter has compared recent actions by the U.S. government to those of the USSR. Speaking on the PBD podcast, Schnatter brought up the issue of FBI agents recently confiscating the cell phone of Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow, in a Hardee's parking lot, as well as the <laughs> FBI raid on Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, he... Also in a Hardee's parking lot. <laughs> I mean, anywhere Trump goes is really technically a Hardee's parking lot, isn't it? <laughs> Like the man is kind of a walking Hardee's. <laughs> Fast food wrappers just fall, fall behind him. In the wind. You know, yeah. instead of like rose petals at his feet, just the chicken. He's <laughs> just a, a random raccoon in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> um, to quote uh, Schnatter, he said on the podcast, quote, You saw last night when Mike Lindell was raided by the FBI, Trump just got raided. I mean... We now have Nazi Germany, where you're a conservative and you believe in conservative principles and you're outspoken. You got the KGB. 
which are two things from two separate governments that were like bitter, bitter enemies. <laughs> like the the Soviets are the ones that like defeated the Nazis. So I don't know, I don't know how you could really have yeah. both of those things at once. Can, can you imagine a man like this not really thinking through what he says? <laughs> he's listen. He's a he's a pizza and goth patriarch. So I don't know. I I usually trust his judgment. He's usually playing 4D chess. Really? Sure. Yes, 4D pizza chess, if you will. Uh, Schneider continued attacking more government agers, agencies, saying, uh, the Attorney General, the FBI, you know, the Internal Revenue Service now, I mean, yeah, the government is now an enemy of the freedoms of the people. If you don't think that, you know, if they attack Lindell, Trump, Michael Flynn, Papa John, if they attack us, sooner or later... They're going to attack every American that doesn't believe in their ideology that has a voice. The upper crust the, society. The, 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 oh, hey, we, you did it. You did it. Uh, that upper crust gets a, a one packet of garlic, buck, bu- garlic butter per pizza. Only one. You know it's getting used. You know it's getting oh, we used. We're not that putting that back butter. in the fridge. No oh, way. Fucking, everyone done. loves that garlic butter. That's the only reason to go to so Papa good. John's. Like... If they just sold that in stores, Papa John's like storefronts would just shut down. Yeah, the only they wouldn't need it. Yeah. Wouldn't need it. So it's not certain whether or not the government cares at all about Schnatter, uh, since he's never been raided and uh, the government has never really come after him for anything, uh, despite mm-hmm. despite his ideologies. Um, but instead, private industry is the only thing that's ever really penalized him for anything. So I'm not certain what he meant by any of this. One thing I am certain of, though, is Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America, causing their stock to fall 30%. He then used the N-word during a conference call. Goth news! That's goth news. I love goth news, dude. Yeah, goth. I love... I'm just, I'm just vibing so hard with goths these days. I just I love them. Goths, goths, I love you guys. I mean, yeah, goths are... Uh, I mean, we are... Oddly, almost, I mean, becoming a monoculture in a way. You know, nothing's mm-hmm. a real monoculture, but, like, most goth people I've met are, like, you know, cool, cool, spooky dudes. Yeah. It's, What's some good music? What's some good new tunes that I could listen to? I'm like still some, just... some good new goth tunes? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, there's some stuff coming out of Russia, apparently. That's oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, you're, th- oh, yeah, it's you're talking about, like, Netzer Ebb? That's that's the big yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the big thing right now. Of course, I always recommend like Trust is great. Cold Cave is really good. Um, ah, Cold Cave. Cold yeah. Cave is super good. Um, what, what else is fairly newish in, in goth? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, what's that bass tone? You know that Joy Division. Oh, okay. that Joy Division bass tone. Okay, you want to know what, how to get how a goth bass tone? How can I get more tone? of that in my life? Okay, yeah. so um. Just bass at like six, treble at like four, mid, mid boost. So especially lower mid boost, um, uh-huh. probably mid at like seven or eight, right? Uh, after that, you definitely, the two effects that make things sound super, super goth on bass especially are going to be chorus and reverb. And so, nice. like, yeah, some, uh, especially like reverb on the lower end. So if you can like roll back that high IQ. Yeah. Uh, EQ. Uh, yeah. It's uh, definitely. What, what is chorus? I've been using that 
for years on like you know it's doing radio stuff so it's all on the voice right is so it just I, like an automized layering yeah so i think that's exactly what it is it, it, it just takes like the clip of a clip of what just happened basically and like plays it i think that's pretty much all it is is it, it layers something like a, a millisecond or two ahead of time and then the cool. parameters adjust the time and several other things but I'm pretty sure that's what chorus is. Uh, chorus awesome. are cool. They're, uh, you know, right. they definitely got their own place. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff you can do with them. Um, you, you still playing any, any music, any instruments, anything like that? I'm trying, man. Yeah. I, you know, just, it's, I mean, you got a, you got a kid that, that takes up time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but it's he, also like, once I can he develops play guitar hands, for him. You can, you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And, but also at yeah. the same time, It'll be cooler once he like you know develops hands and you can teach him guitar. Exactly, it's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I've bought so many instruments. I'm going to be, oh, I am that dad. Like I oh, yeah. ordered a, uh, 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 like not a hand pan, but you know something similar to okay. it. Yeah, yeah. From like from Turkey, you know, through mm-hmm. Etsy. But it's mm-hmm. it's a steel drum and everything's in the same key, so he can just you know bang on stuff. Oh, nice. And it still sounds good, right? You know? right exactly. And that's like the most important thing, you yeah. know. It's, yeah, let yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Allow him to make things that sound nice, and and it'll hopefully empower him to be into music. So yeah. we got like a lot of drums. We got bongos. I've got like. I'm playing music all the freaking time for him. Nice. He likes um so far I think he's he's okay with Beach House, you Beach know? House is good. We, he like, likes uh, a good you know? he, Still Raffy number 1, oh, you know? hun- but, Raffy's uh, always oh. number 1. Uh have you have you uh introduced him or have you heard yet um they might be Giants kids music? I did not know that those two Johns made kids music. The, the two Johns, I guess, make, maybe they always had. Uh, so, in in a way, I mean, some of their stuff before had been really adult themed, but they have made, I think, five or six specific children's albums, and they're all phenomenal. Um, like, there's and they teach great lessons. There's an album called No that has a song called No about being able to say no and like what no means. And like great, oh, so great, great lessons and stuff like that. They have an album called uh, "Science Is Real" about the importance of science, and they just nice. every different song is about different science mm-hmm. stuff, like outer space and like chemical reactions. Uh, they got uh, they got one called uh, "Here Come the ABCs," where every single song is about words and the ABCs. Um, <laughs> like their their kids' albums. Uh, I used to be a childcare counselor uh, living up in Alaska, and like me and Scott both were, and that's like. That and Raffi are the only two kids' music we could like stand after a while. Because um, so much of kids' music is so, I guess, toxic to the lack of a better word, it, where it's just it the same old uh, crap regurgitated, mm-hmm. using little tweaks right. to get kids' attention. You know, the thing that makes me sick about being a parent right now is um, I don't know if you've watched any Coco Melon, but there's a little stinger at the beginning of every cocomelon video mm-hmm. and that's q in his little brain raffi never had stingers or cues or subliminal you know things to get kids to like watch longer mm-hmm. but there's just this little little intro to cocomelon that makes that just i don't know just hits the right spot in his little lizard brain Bummer. yeah so so raffi is actually like um he's got a big thing about like not advertising to children at all 
and uh, mm-hmm. like his corporation is like set up to be like socially responsible and shit like that and like Rafi is sick as fuck he's woke as fuck too Rafi rules yeah he he he's like, fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago when like the BLM stuff was ha- happening, he just started posting like Antifa stuff on his Instagram, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> when he kept yeah. he kept posting it, people were like, "Really, Antifa? You're with that?" And he's like, "Yes, I'm 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 against fascism," and like <laughs> like fuck, Rafi's based and to shit. just be able to say it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just being in your face about yeah, it. Yeah, because what, what are you going to do? Respect that. Like tank Rafi's career? He's like in his seventies, and he's he's like an iconic children's musician. Like he is beloved by everyone. If you attack Rafi, you're going to look like a fucking monster. Like Rafi is one of those people, like Mister Rogers, that's fucking unimpeachable. Like, how dare yeah, you? Agreed. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Fascists! How dare you? You've made Rafi angry. Look at what you've done. Rafi hates you. Rafi is anti-you fascists. You should be ashamed of yourself. I mean, no fascists are Become unfascist now. Yeah, absolutely. If any fascists ever listen to this, like doing oppo research. Don't, no, no, no. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Rafi's against it. Uh, so sw- switching topics real quick. I yeah. have thought of you recently. Um, mm. I mean, you know, I love the love the shows and everything. I love what you what you're doing. Love the Patreon subscriber. I think anyone who's listening become a subscriber. It's affordable. You get a lot of great content. But I was thinking about you for a specific question. Yes. So I wanted to get like a tattoo of my son's um, laugh, like maybe you know on my wrist or something. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a waveform. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but cool. I'm I'm worried that that's gonna be um that would that could be mistaken for one of those tattoos where you put it up somebody's you put your hand up someone's ass and that's like the mark on how far you could go have you is that was that ever a thing have you heard of that at all i have not heard of that and and if if that was like a thing like people people like they, <laughs> they'd code it a lot better than that like one thing i did get and it made me afraid of having this tattoo is i got to on my my on my wrist here like the third or fourth tattoo I think I ever got, it was, um, it's like the equality symbol, you know, like the human rights organization mm. symbol. And like, yeah, it's, you know, the, just the equal sign. But in like, in, in someone saw it, um, cause it's like, uh, white on black. And so the equal symbol is like just my skin tone. And then there's like a black thing around it, a box. And, yeah. um, I was at a cafe like three days after I got it. And some, some guy's like, Hey, uh, what you selling? I'm like, what what do you mean? What am I selling? He's like, a tattoo on your wrist. It's an eight ball, right? You selling a little, you know? And I'm like, well, no, what? So this guy thought I was a coke dealer, and uh, I'm like, oh no, is th- are people gonna think I'm a coke dealer because of this tattoo? Only person to ever say it to me, and I've had this tattoo for like a decade now. And okay. He said it to me like two days after he got the tattoo. So, uh, yeah, thankfully that's never happened. But yeah, um, I no, that's not not anything I've ever heard of in tattoo culture. Getting a thing okay. like that, like, I mean, obviously it was something that I heard of, but it was like a thing that from Vice from like two thousand and two yeah. or some shit. You yeah, know, that's so probably the same the, article the you knows? you saw, like you know, learned about the dirty <laughs> Sanchez from or like the Alaskan yeah. pipeline, like something that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Too much anyway. i mean i was only there for the do's and don'ts oh, oh. <laughs> it was like oh what, what do these tattoos mean 
but I went, I was actually going to get it probably like on the outside of the wrist, kind of like where your, your equal sign is. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, so, the inside, yeah, I don't that's, know, that's totally working cool. for me. Uh, so a lot of tattoo artists now will do like, um, topical or local, uh, numbing cream. If that, if that's a possibility, get it, get it. Um, oh really? Is it, yeah. is it a really hard, it's, it's bad just spot? The, the bone on the, the, like the edge of your wrist right there is like super weird and kind of painful. Okay. Good yeah. tip. Thank you. Absolutely. Have you you've gotten some new tattoos recently, right? Over the past year? No, not, not no. The past few years. I mean, I think the last okay. ones I got were probably my, like my finger tattoos, and I did those myself. So. No shit, really. Yeah. That's like awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, like um, I don't know, Leviathan cross, like an arrow thing, and uh, what do you call the the mountains from uh, Twin Peaks? The Twin Peaks symbol. Yeah. No man, they look good. I, I was really, I was uh, coveting your your left pointer finger. I was like, oh, that's a, that's can, a nice you can one. Have it if you want, let me. Let me <laughs> Are you playing music anymore? Uh, yeah, I play some of my own music a little bit. Um, I don't know, not a, not a ton. I'm doing more other content right now. Um, who knows though? I mean, I'm, I do make a lot of music for like the other podcasts and stuff. And, but yeah, it is. It's just like a skill I kind of use more passively now for like other projects. I don't really make music for music's sake anymore. But but you're good enough to where you can still pick up your bass and oh, do some fucking shred. Yeah, I, I yeah, I didn't I didn't lose anything. And actually, I've been playing a lot of guitar lately, uh, just because I like fucking around with guitar. So I don't know. I'm still still keeping some skills, yeah. getting some new ones. Are you uh, are you doing wrestling? Are you like you know watching? Are you still into pro wrestling? Oh, I love watching wrestling. Hell yeah wrestling rules oh, we we have a uh we, we've got a promotion up i here heard I, I i saw actually someone was putting I, it might have been you who was putting up pictures but like my mom works with someone who is a wrestler there some lady who does wrestling there oh that's awesome yeah it's so much fun i have them on my radio show to do a little nice. you know oh, like i love I'm, that I'm just, hell yeah what when i when i messaged them because i didn't know it, it was happening and then i found out and i was mm. like to my um my buddy who's also a dad you know when you have like kids you have dad friends and you're oh, like course, dude we gotta take the kids to the wrestling so mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be some like 1980s stuff it'll be classic yeah. no one's gonna bleed oh and no. then there was like a immediate blood <laughs> <laughs> like it's like like the the first match starts and it's like and here's Tommy, the light man. And he's a guy who comes out with just a bunch of like light tubes to break on people's heads. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Go to the fucking trash can, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't that bad, but oh, it was so much fun. And mm-hmm. so I was just, I messaged them going like, man, I just want to be your Bean Gene Oakland. You know, yeah. I want to do, I want to do some Hell interviews yeah. and oh, such a blast. Such Hell a yeah. blast. Hell yeah. That's a, so that's a go wrestling, job. go yeah. localized, you know, yeah. pro wrestling. Yeah. If best. you're listening to this and uh, you have a local promotion, like go and see it. So I actually got someone like really into wrestling. He calls himself wrestling pilled. Now a listener who's probably listening to this, uh, uh, Dan, uh, down in Portland, I got some tickets to my local prom- uh, wrestling promotion, but then I realized that they were for a show they were doing down in Portland and they don't do refunds or anything. So I'm like, fuck. Uh, who do I know down in Portland who like might be into wrestling? And I, I thought of a couple people who were my friends, but I'm like, Hey, uh, Dan's a supporter of the Patreon. Why don't I just give him to him? So I sent him down to him and, uh, he went and saw it and he was like, Holy shit, that was amazing. And so he like, awesome. he's gone to like a bunch of 
like local wrestling since then, which is awesome. And like, you know, like uh, giving away tickets to, to someone like the best possible outcome, you know, it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, turning someone on to someone and something and they're like, hey, this is my thing now. Like that's that's a great feeling. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. And just be able to, yeah, to feel that afterwards and know that those tickets didn't go to waste because no. nothing sucks more than wasted tickets. Agreed. I hate that feeling. And, you know, promoters hate it when, like, less people show up than they thought, even though they already made their money. Like, it sucks to see an emptier huh? room than you thought. It's never fun. But you know what doesn't suck? It's Bucket Facts. Let's get, get a new Bucket Fact. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. Today we're going to talk about Buckethead playing with Snoop Dogg. Whoa. Yeah, you fucking heard me. For your 101st fact, this is Buckethead playing with Snoop. Yeah, Buckethead has played with Snoop Dogg. I have no idea how I didn't know this until two years into this project. (laughs) But here it is. Uh, In 2002, there was a little film made starring Eddie Griffin, Denise Richards, and one Chris Kattan called Undercover Brother. You remember that? (laughs) Of course. I never watched it, but I remember it. Uh, I never watched it either. I do remember, like, my brother watched it in the theaters, and he said it was okay. Um you know, uh, you might... he's a very nice man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Snoop Dogg. Very kind. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, who was at the absolute top of his game at this point. This is when he was like doing Snoop Dizzle Televizzle. You remember that? His show on MTV. With the guy from Wonder Shows in? That's correct. The guy from Wonder Shows and I think produced and wrote that thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if I think you... both of them did. Uh, I forget their names right now, but I own one of their books. I don't know. Just one, yeah. the, one of the greatest they're comedy inc- duo they're teams incredible. ever. Like, Wonder so Shows in is yeah. still ahead of its time, 20 years after it was made. Like it is, it is one of the Xavier Renegade Angel. Angel? Like mm. it, it's, it's an unwatched masterpiece. It's so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, Snoop Dogg, who was the top of his game at the time, uh, was still very much into the whole G funk thing of sampling P funk songs into, into hip hop, especially seeing as how this movie was like a 1970s throwback. Uh, he thought what could be a more perfect, and actually getting a member of P-Funk on the track. Enter one Mr. Bootsy Bootzilla Collins. Snoop Dogg calls up Bootsy and asks him to be on the track, and Bootsy takes it one step further. He brings in Buckethead, uh, who he also volunteers to be on the video, and Buckethead is also in the music video for this song. I always assumed the picture of Buckethead, Snoop, and uh, Bootsy going around on the internet was just from some like chance meeting, but no... It is, in fact, from a music video for a song called Undercover Funk, which heavily samples Tear the Roof Off the Sucker, We Want the Funk. Uh, The song is actually an absolute fucking banger, and I would totally recommend listening to it. Buckethead and Bootsy's backing track is an absolute banger, kind of hip-hop rendition of a stripped-down version of Tear the Roof Off the Sucker, and Snoop, as always, is great. The video also features Eddie Griffin and Denise Richards, and uh, it's fun and really dumb in a very early 2000s way. Highly recommended for bucket bots, nostalgists, and hip-hop fans alike. 
Hell yeah. That's so awesome. I love Buckethead's life. You know, it's, it's just like mostly because it's Boots. When Bootsy Collins is the guy that can like get you into quote unquote normal society, <laughs> you are out there. Right? Like, yeah. When Bootsy Collins <laughs> is your connection to like, yeah. To a job. Well, yeah. Essentially, I mean, well, yeah. you know. Either Bootsy Collins or like Les Claypool are the people who like hooked him up yeah. with his jobs, which is like, yeah, you're weird, dude. You're fucking weird. And it's weird that he doesn't I mean, do drugs because those other dudes do a lot of drugs. <laughs> oh, man. Um, have you have you learned anything else about, you know, uh, Buckethead since you've been doing this? podcast for two years do you now almost done with this whole thing have a kind of understanding of who brian something or other is what is it brian patrick carroll brian carroll um he yes and no i mean there is still a mystique behind buckethead i don't get buckethead i will always in a way be getting head um you know but at the same time, I will never truly get head, I don't think. And I don't think head is, at this point, nearing the end of the project or the catching up point to the project. I don't know if head is to be gotten. Yeah, you know? I think, that's beautiful, man. I, th- I think head, like, I think the mystery is part of the brand. The mystery is really part of who he is and why it's interesting to be a fan of his in the first place. And... When you take off the mask, like, you know, the mystery kind of is gone. And, I mean, you know, like when the Phantom of the Opera takes off the mask, speaking of which, Phantom of the Opera closing on Broadway now, which is... Goth news. That's true. I can't believe that wasn't in goth obituaries. But, you know, we did uh, definitely have to talk about the guy uh, the, uh, who made two... Two buck chuck because that's very important. oh dude that was that was a great segment by the oh, way like you. i really i i felt that that was that was excellently done oh, through it pre- like pre- you've pre- really pre- stepped up your podcasting game and research and just like the topic like you should not that radio is any better mm-hmm. but you are good enough to like just do this every day <laughs> for four hours every single day I, I appreciate that thank you and i've it's it's weird because I didn't really have, like, I didn't think that about myself at all until last week when I'm like, well, fuck, I don't, like, have a guest. I'm going to just do this episode by myself. Can I talk about a thing for, like, an hour and a half? And it just, like, I did. It was fine. I recorded it like any regular episode. And then at the end, I just, like, put in a couple laugh tracks and shit and then booze, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, it's, if I had a soundboard, I could just could have done a live. So I don't know. It is a it's a thing. It's um add a couple of songs and dude, you oh, get yeah. yourself a radio show. And oh, then yeah. it's it's even easier. But no, yeah. you're so you're yeah. so good at it. And one I, thing I've never it. been able to do mm-hmm. is like record a podcast by myself. It sounds I don't know how Bill Burr or you did it. Yeah, because I mean you you're great at radio and like terrestrial radio. I guess you have those breaks, but like I mean, I've heard you just talk by yourself for like five, ten minutes before. Oh well, sure, just but put then, a bunch of that you know, together. you add another 
well, that's what it is, right? Put a bunch of that together and my brain just doesn't work like that. I need to reset every once in a while or have a conversation. Yeah, conversation. It is nice to just have someone to bounce stuff off of. So that is is good. And I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Um, My pleasure, man. My pleasure. I love being on podcasts. Hell yeah. Uh, Speaking of the reason for the podcast, we listened to three more Pikes this week. Pike 306, Pike 307, and Pike 308, The Toy Cupboard, Mercury Beak, and Theater of the Disembodied, respectively. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me get my notes here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. I'm all, I'm all set. Let's Should do it. Just, like dive into The let's Toy do- Cupboard? Let's, let's do it. Uh, Pike 306, The Toy Cupboard, released on January 29th. 2022 just like what seven months ago uh two days after two or uh story hourglass the previous bike this one clocks in at 2708 and is just two tracks of about equal length um what do you think of this guy i mean i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. i'm not exactly sure i haven't kept up with the pikes right right i I, Um, no one no one is expected in in a very good way (laughs) so i hope that we don't like or whatever it is, but you know, if, mm. if we're treading over well-trodden bucket territory, let me know. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just kind of curious about where his mind is at because it's really good video game music. Right, that's kind of where where I was sitting with it, mm. and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But the first time I was on this show, it was kind of like um, amusement park ride music right. like sure. the more modern day stuff not the but you know it, it had a sense of movement and motion mm-hmm. that you were you know going to experience while this it really felt passive passive um, and a lo- with a lot of no repetition kind of yeah mm-hmm. yeah it being two songs 27 minutes no solos Right. No parts other than other elements of the song dipping in and out, mm-hmm. which I think is basically the the theme for the these three pikes. Right. That it's just an idea, I feel like, that Buckethead had and then did it until he was done. So so yeah, to uh, to give you a little back Which was twenty seven minutes. Indeed. Uh to give you a little backstory on this, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit more in the bucket void, but um he actually hasn't done any soloing or really leads to speak of for, I'd say, the past, like, dozen pikes or so, which is about oh. the past, like, year and a half of time, back into, like, late 2020. Like, Buckethead hasn't really soloed or done any leads at all. And there, there was a lot of um, thought and discussion in the community that maybe because of his health problems, he was no longer able to solo. And, I, and like, I'm like, what? Okay, like wait what like so he he can't solo but he can just like play endless crazy riffs i don't buy that like that doesn't make any soloing sense so hard yeah his, like you know his heart was you know, rapidly beating <laughs> like was, is that how much he was shredding if I can, sweat was just <laughs> he fucking wakes up in a hospital bed the doctor's like son i'm sorry you can no longer solo or play leads. Like, what the fuck? That, you gotta no cool that down that shredding. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> you gotta cool down those 
Can I still play Fire Licks? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm prescribing <laughs> you, uh, uh, let's see, riffs only here, all right? this uh, You're on a riff-only <laughs> diet now. <laughs> and funny sounding kill switches oh yeah <laughs> make R- it squawk boy riffs, make it squawk riffs and effects only um so yeah the uh we start out on this album uh first track is the toy cupboard titular track it's kind of standard but kind of you know sick blues metal riff um thank you for the blues metal because yeah. i wrote down southern ish yeah southern ish uh, blues ish yeah. yeah yeah uh it gets pretty proggy no. pretty fast though and he plays around a bunch with it and some goofy staccato almost like i'd say primacy kind of ways but like this is notably i don't think there's really bass in this album and if there is it's mixed way back like most of the time i thought i heard yeah. bass i'm like no i think that's just like some heavy bass reverb on the guitar i'm not sure uh, and you know it's probably a baritone guitar anyway. So, yeah, I don't think he has a bass player. And this, these drums, at least for the last two Pikes, mm-hmm. they sounded realish, but yeah, also twenty twenty two, and maybe he just up, yeah, he just updated his software or something. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, mm-hmm. it, it it sounds fuller, mm-hmm. but yeah, there is no no bass at all. And I I can't remember a time when there was. Oh, there, there if always he wasn't was, playing it. Yeah, there was there was bass. Yeah, because uh, Dan yeah. Monty uh, used to uh, produce and record with him, but Dan Monty on his own website only credits himself uh, with playing on Pikes up to 2017. And uh, but wow. then again, his uh, website was last updated in 2017. So who knows? That's a okay. that's another kind of bucket mystery. Is it, does Dan Monty still work on the Pikes at all? Because uh, he did for the first, like, 200, and then maybe, maybe not. And, like, bass has been pretty absent from the past maybe a couple years of pikes. And instead, we kind of get a lot of, like, backing keyboards, a lot of keyboard pads, stuff like that. And then a lot of whammy pedal stuff to make the guitar sound more like a bass. It's its own thing. You know, not not my favorite, but whatever. Um, yeah, the song, there's a lot of riff repetition in the song, but the song is constantly changing it up with like soft parts, funky parts, more metal parts. It's actually like really dynamic for how much repetition it does have. Um, but it always has like a funky kind of bluesy backbone, which I liked, you know? Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed listening to it in all three of these. mm -hmm. I mean, I was, I was cooking, um, and it was just this really good cooking music, you know, I could have been playing a video game, but I was making a, a chicken soup and I was just, I was digging on it, man. It, is, it, it just definitely sounded great. A passive music. And like, that's one of the things is like, I don't love the passive pike so much because when I do like notes for the show, I just sit down with like coffee and diet Coke and just like write everything out over the period of several hours. So like when I'm doing this, I'm like engaged with the music. And if it's not engaging music, I'm like, Oh, there's that riff again. Hmm. Well, and I'm just like waiting for something new to happen. So, you know, I'm a little more critical of stuff like this. And it's it's fine. Uh, a lot of people online, too, were pretty critical of it. But mostly just because he stopped doing solos. That's, that's, that's something a lot of bucketheads get fucking crusty about is like no bucket solos. Because, you know, uh, some, some people only really came to Buckethead as fans in the per- first place for his... His solos, they could care less about his other stuff. But, but he's an amazing riff writer. He is. He's uh, a riff machine, uh, for sure. Which, I mean, these riffs are, 
super tasty. And I wish that like some new metal band in 2006 would have taken him or something Mm -hmm. like he's. And that's the thing is like, yeah, maybe he's feeling nostalgic for, um, for five finger death punch. (laughs) I I don't, I don't know, you know, but, but it it does feel like mid two thousands stuff without the, uh, you know, uh, the DJ. Yeah, I, I like the end of the song. Um, yeah, it was there's it was it was diverse, interesting. I did get definitely like an early two thousands vibe from a lot of it, like either new metalish or like you know kind of southern metalish, you know that early uh, super joint ritual type stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I got into a real Hank three thing this week. Interesting. Uh, dive it into. And to him, which is nothing like this, obviously. Oh, no. But, like, know, well, I mean, there's, there's different. Oh, no, he was in Down. Excuse me. He was in Down. Well, right? I thought he was in Super Joint, too, wasn't he? No? Maybe. Oh, maybe he was in Super Joint. Maybe I was listening to the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but uh, deep, decent song. Uh, after that, we got The Great Carousel, which is kind of a funk metal song more than anything. Um, he plays, I don't know. Did you? So for the first, like, big part of the song i wasn't sure if he was playing it on a bass or just like a baritone guitar with a whammy pedal and Mm -hmm. and that's where i was like maybe there is bass but i'm really just not sure at this point because there's so many effects going on like nothing is clean everything is like distorted and like enveloped it's got a bunch of shit on it and he's doing like a bunch of you know kill switch so i'm like yeah whatever and maybe that's where the whammy bar is coming in because i was like all right is this it's not quite kill switch but it's you know he definitely leans into the signature buckethead dun 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 you know so yeah yep much like the the king gizzard drum fill that goes yeah uh this song i don't know it kind of almost reminds me of like bootsy collins stuff maybe a little like praxis ish but you know like bootsy collins more metal stuff like the stuff he did with buckethead um, it's slower and more melodic for the most part than the last song, which is kind of nice. It has great drum programming. Uh, okay, so it is programmed. Oh, okay, F, all yeah. the drums are programmed. Yeah, yeah. It, Some so, of it sounded really good. It was very well was programmed. Like, yeah, and I think since yeah. he's not doing bass, he's like stepping up the drum programming a lot. So that's nice. But I'd like to have good drum programs and bass. But you can't have everything, right? You can't have everything. <laughs> what i guess it comes back to the question of and i'm sure this is the question you've been asked more than any other what is the point of this of of what is the point of buckethead making these pikes and it just must be he just wants to make it for making its sake however yeah. why don't you want to complete it you know is this like buckethead's idea of a completed album I don't Song? know. And that's that's the thing. Is maybe he, yeah, maybe he wants people to do something with it. Maybe he wants someone to play bass tracks or do vocals. Because, like, no one has ever really done that. A few, like, rappers here and there. But, like, no, like, you know, metal artists have really fleshed out a Buckethead song that I can think of, which would be pretty cool. That's how you end the show. As I just do. It, yeah, I just you know. go back through all of the pikes and add lyrics to them. Or maybe one song, you know? Yeah, actually, one, <laughs> one song from each one bike great would one. be kind of cool, yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I've I've seen you throw down some vocals, and you know, you're I pretty can do vocals a little, a little. Yeah, you can certainly play bass. I can. Um, but yeah, the Great Carousel. It was. It was, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It, it, well, it, what happened was, is so I'm cooking mm-hmm. and I keep on checking like, okay, how long is this? Cause I think that the songs change. It's kind of like a, right. um, a Slayer song, mm-hmm. except that, you know, there's more <laughs> songs than you think of. Go, oh, right, right, right. oh, this song's been going on for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Buckethead. It's the opposite effect where sure, it's like, sure. Oh, okay. What song number is this? Oh, it's still it's track still two. one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get that. Track two. Definitely. It was good. Uh, yeah. Overall, I feel like this was a slightly above average pike, but I really miss solos. I really miss leads. Um, and they've been absent from the pikes for like, I don't know, probably the last like half a dozen episodes now, which sucks. What's the last good guitar solo that sticks out in your mind? Like to to be played? ever, you oh. know, in in song, not 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 just Buckethead, but like what's just like a sick solo that sticks okay. out in your head? Honestly, like the last good guitar solo that I remember was like, oh fuck, it was uh, it was a song on Random Access Memory, the fucking Daft Punk album. Nile yeah. Rogers, you know, uh, great guitarist. Mm-hmm. That's the last one I remember. Uh, I mean, there's some, I don't know if you'd consider them really guitar solos, but like Chromio has had some good ones. I don't know. I feel like the guitar solo, I guess there's good guitar solos in metal. I just can't think of any. How about, how about you? What was the last great guitar solo you heard? So it's uh, from a country band. Wow, uh, interesting. But Brothers Osborne. Interesting. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. That, 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 it's okay if you haven't, but I'm I'm still doing some a year into country uh, radio, just okay. getting into the, all the the ins and outs and the nuances. I'm still doing you know hard rock radio, so, but little country, little rock and roll. Mm-hmm. The brothers Osborne, mm-hmm. they're um, it's obviously a couple of brothers, and the brother who sings uh, came out as gay um, oh, awesome. last year, okay. and so that was a huge. It, unfortunately, it was a huge scandal in country radio, which uh, which oh, no. sucks. Yeah, um, it does suck. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, so they're still really popular and getting like a lot of really good support, except for from country radio. Oh no, uh, who, who I represent. I know, right? Are you? Are it's, you? It's, I mean, obviously, you know, you feel positively about him. Are you allowed to talk about him on the radio? Is that something where they're like, I, I don't play him. Oh, you know. So right, that's right. that's the thing where I'm at. You know, okay. we're like, we're not playing their new shit. Oh, and oh, like, so like I mandate? guess I don't have, not by mandate, just oh, by, just, you know, the it's... weird system of Nashville. Mm. Nashville has essentially blacklisted him. Oh, no. For being gay. No. I know, but I know. Sucks. Well, it's, it's the worst. They're still winning awards and Grammys and they're accepted everywhere else except mm. for country radio which which is unfortunate but they have this song called stay a little longer which was on the radio mm-hmm. until you know he came out and it is the first song i've ever heard that has a two and a half minute solo at the end at the half wow. minute mark of the song all the way to the end holy moly it was on the radio and that solo kicks ass nice. and it's by his his brother and his brother's like good 
country guitar playing. You know, yeah, it's yeah. so fucking Actually, good. You know what? Come to think of it, the last good guitar solo I heard played live um, was, I don't know if you play them. You might play them on, do you play Drive-By Truckers at all on your? your, your I or, love or the Drive-By Truckers. Uh, so I saw I, Jason I, Isbell I, live. I love I love them, but oh. we don't play them. Oh bummer. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We, I know. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. So I just saw Jason Isbell from the Drive By Truckers live, and he was incredible. At the very end, uh, they played a song with um, the guy from Pearl Jam, Mike Mike McCready, and they had like, yeah. a solo off. And Jason Isbell like blew him out of the water. Jason Isbell's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I love the drive-by truckers. Jason Isbell is the shit. I would yeah. also recommend if you want to get into like some good country mm-hmm. um, that makes you think a little bit. Sturgill Simpson. Oh, I he's, love. Uh, oh, oh, a sailor's guide to Earth is one of the best albums. Hey. One of yeah. the best albums. Like, yeah, yeah. love Sturgill Simpson. And he's 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 got great politics too. We love we love Sturgill. He, he really does. We love Sturgill. And he's yeah. he's one of the few guys. So that's the one like, nice thing about like working in country radio yeah. is like learning about good country music. Not yeah. that I'm playing any of it, but yeah. like you, you know, yeah. you just set down on that path. Hell that's yeah. really good. John yeah. Five, also a really good country guitar player. That's right. Uh, does he ever like really played with any country guys? Because he just kind of plays his own instrumental stuff. He just had that one album, and now he went back to metal, kind of. But... Yeah, um, there. I think there's usually like one country song on every John Five album oh, really? or something. Okay, that's but, fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Indeed. Uh, speaking of great guitarists, Pike Three O Seven Mercury Beak, uh, incorrectly listed as Mercury Mercury Break, a ton of places. Definitely huh. Mercury Beak. Uh, released on April fifth, twenty twenty two, sixty six days after the toy cupboard. Uh, this one's two tracks as well. Clocks in at twenty seven thirty three. Now I I'm sorry I th- I had uh, I listened to two story hourglass which I thought was three oh eight. Oh no! Is um, theater of the disembodied? So theater of the disembodied is three oh eight. Yeah. And then uh, okay, so I did listen to one correct one. Which, which so I, or I'm a two. I, I listened to the toy covered. Okay. Theater of the disembodied and two story hourglass. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. Uh, uh, two story hourglass. That was a three oh five. We did that last. Week. Uh, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's an odd number. Close enough. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's all good. Uh, what do you think of uh, two story hourglass? I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the I like the groove and it was where I cemented my belief in like Buckethead thinks of an idea or you know mm-hmm. groove or a vibe and he just plays that till it's a logical conclusion yeah and this one too uh at least on the titular track two-story hourglass like i wasn't sure for a lot of it if he was playing with guitar or bass until he started playing like way high up on the neck um and this one's like it's very repetitive but it's super groovy which is cool you know it's something you can just kind of like groove out on or fucking get yeah. stoned and put on it in the background it's pretty pretty cool i like two-story hourglass quite all right um what you what do you think of the second track growing gills um i thought it was fine yeah, yeah. i thought I, I i thought it was more the you know kind of like the same idea anyways yeah, you know a, just, just repetitive more, and yeah a little more groovy alt, alt metal a little grungier i think than the previous track um, there, there was a, a really cool soft part about a minute and a half in. Um, thankfully the song isn't like super long. Well, it is, it's like 
nine minutes, but the first song is nineteen minutes, so yeah, it's better than that. I, so, what was the correct pike? Uh, the correct how was pike, that? Uh, the correct pike was three hundred seven Mercury Beak. Um, it was it was fine. It was kind of like the album we just discussed. The first track, uh, Mercury Beak, clocks in at twenty three minutes. Um, not particularly interesting. A mix of alt metal and bluesy rock, mostly. No bass at all, just backing keyboards. Um, and I actually wrote here a conversation that we had about, I don't know if Dan Monty's still around at all, because uh, I have yeah. no idea. Uh, second track, uh, Echoing Unicorn, kind of the same as the first song, but only like four minutes long instead of, uh, you know, like 23, which is too long for most songs. <laughs> Alt metal with bluesy stuff. Drum programming's really good. Fun effects. Nothing terribly new. Nothing terribly interesting. You didn't really miss much. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't I don't know why he just stopped doing solos, but he did. That may makes me sad. I don't know. Does he still tour? So interesting. Um, I don't know why I didn't talk about this. Well, we don't really have a bucket news place because when we started this bucket cast, he wasn't doing like anything. But uh, in bucket news this week. Um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, he, he put up a thing thanking people for seeing his Praxis show because he just played a show that was like a benefit show basically for Bill Laswell in New York. And he played two shows on uh, the 30th and the 31st of August. So just like three weeks ago. And then like right after the shows, he put up a thing on his website saying like, uh, thank you, everyone, for coming. Uh, what songs from the Pikes would you like to see me play live? Which is, I mean, a cryptic question, what, but not that cryptic. So, okay, what pikes do you want to hear me play live? Like, number one, that mm. that just opens up that maybe he thinks that people know the songs from his pikes. And number two, that he remembers them all, right? I mean, he can always go back <laughs> and fuck? listen to them and relearn them, right? You know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's something he's listened to, and he probably has the original tracks, so he can probably isolate them and everything. Gotta wonder about that. Like he's got. I have... guess the. Oh. That's the one thing about Buckethead. It's like I was thinking about it when I was listening to this third out uh, Pike of his, mm-hmm. where it's like he's a guy who says, "Hey, who wants to see me fuck around on a guitar?" Mm-hmm. And then in every town he goes to, two hundred and fifty to four hundred dudes are like me. <laughs> Yes, and correct. And they're and all what dudes. A charmed light. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh it's, yeah. Oh, they're all dudes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. It's super interesting. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Buckethead's fan base is truly special, and uh, they're well, and because he's special, yeah. and it's, it's so why even who cares about the song? Oh, I really need to hear the great carousel live. Like, <laughs> no, man, I'm here. <laughs> True. Uh, I mean, I'm here to see you do the 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 nun the nun nunchucks or whatever. Right. And, you know, fuck and around. Ultimately, people will be happy with anything he plays live. But you know, there are definitely better pikes and better songs on the pikes and things I want to hear him like pull off live. Basically, you know, we've we've all got our favorites and stuff. And I, I do have a couple of things cataloged in the back of my head where if like I heard him play it live, I'd be like, I actually recognize that song. Whereas, I'd okay. say ninety five percent plus of the pike material i would not recognize it and i could not tell you what pike it's from just hearing it so you know 
it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it, that that goes with any like super productive, prolific artists. You know, you can only listen to so many things. There's no one who, even though we wrote like 400 symphonies, like there's no one who recognizes like all of Mozart shit. You know, it's one of them. No, that's true. Yeah. But it's also you're a fan of Mozart being Mozart. But true. Exactly. No, I guess even Mozart does have a couple of those bangers. Where right. You're like, exactly. Okay, but at the same time, if Mozart is just like playing a new symphony. You just go see Mozart, not ever yeah. having heard it before, because he's fucking Mozart, dog. Yeah. Speaking of a modern Mozart, Pike 308, Theater of the Disembodied, released on April 9th, 2022, four days after Mercury Beak. 27 minutes, 41 seconds. Longest pike this week. So, is there a band that this pike sounds like? And maybe, are we on the same plane? Because I, I definitely think so. What What did you get? Because there was a couple was... of different things. Because track two, I, I thought, was very like Alice Cooper. Hmm. Yeah. I was picking up a lot of Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. So, so I got some Alice Cooper and some Ozzy Osbourne. Definitely like older heavy metal. Um, mm-hmm. A little less like new bra- uh, new wave of British heavy metal and a little more of that arena type shit, I think. But yeah, I could see that for sure. I could see that. One thing, I kept on thinking of Number of the Beast. You know, that's the song that kept on popping up when I was listening to that. Mostly with the dun 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 uh, you know right right there's a lot of that the thing is though there's no bass and the thing to me that mm. defines iron maiden more than anything is steve harris doing loud as fuck over everything i love it it's the best thing oh i I love iron maiden uh, i love the galloping you know no steve harris is the man i guess if you just took away that bass then I felt like maybe there was still some Iron Maiden vibes I, in I there. However, mm-hmm. is there Iron Maiden without Steve Harris? That's, That's really a good great point. and and without vocals. Like it is one of those things. Oh, yeah. where, like this is so stripped down. Like if you stripped out, you know, those two elements of Iron Maiden, it wouldn't be unrecognizable as Iron Maiden. It'd probably just sound like sound like Halloween or something. You know? oh, or it would sound like this pike, perhaps. At least in, <laughs> where perhaps. I was coming from. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so we were kind of in the same vein-ish yeah, of, yeah. like, some classic heavy metal. Yeah, and he's he's been doing stuff lately that is definitely, obviously, more of a um, tribute. Like, a few pikes ago, he did uh, one that was obviously just, like, a tribute to ACDC. It was very ACDC mm. riffs, and it was boring. Because there was, like, ah. I mean, it was just ACDC riffs, but this is during the point where he stopped soloing. So imagine ACDC riffs, but, like, no bass. Uh, all rhythm guitar, no lead guitar, very simple drums, no vocals. And that's what it was. And you're like, okay, well, I've heard this riff a lot now. So what's And that's next? when Spencer left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Spencer did leave right around when the soloing stopped. So I don't know. Says says a lot about someone. Um, so... Uh, all of these tracks are named like seats in a theater, like row B, set 10, seat 10 rather, row O, And it, seat it spells 21. out boat with two T's. It does. B-O-A-T-T uh, and then 10, 21, 4, 17, 18. What do you think all that means? Oh God, I don't know. I, I went to, I got to boat and I was like, okay, yeah. that's good enough. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, I wonder if there's numerology there. We could do it real quick, but I really don't want to. 
No, so let's won't. not bother. Yeah, we're good. Um, the, yeah, the second track is the one that I thought was like really Alice Cooper-ish. Um, mm-hmm. Third track is actually like kind of a dissonant metal song, but it is like in a way like like Iron Maiden dissonant-ish, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I actually thought this one was like my track of the week because it was short, chunky, fun little ditty. No solos still, but uh, fun, not it didn't wear out its welcome like a lot of this stuff. It wasn't too repetitive like a lot of this stuff. Uh, fun little metal, you know? Good with that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that it it felt like the one album that was the most one song out of all of them. Yeah, you know? which, which is weird. Cause Why it was, is it this one that's broken down? I don't know. Uh, that is strange. Yeah, it did feel like he was more focused on this album towards a singular vision than he was on the other Pikes this week, for sure. Um, track four, uh, another dissonant song, but it almost sounded like black metal to me. I don't know about you. Yeah. But then it goes yeah. into like a... No, I was getting that vibe. Yeah, it goes into like a new metal jam after that, which is just like kind of groovy groove metal. Um, it actually sounds like there's bass on this song, but it's like mixed way back, very disappointingly. Uh, it's pretty pretty good song. Uh, goes between black metal, darker alt metal, new metal. Does a lot of kill switch. Got a lot of kill switch on this song. Um, it's also where his like kill switch talks though. Like doesn't he? Uh, 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 you know, it, yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep, he does a lot of that. Um, that's. I mean, the the end of this song is cool. The beginning of the song is really cool. Uh, the middle's yeah. It's kind of like a. a sandwich with really good bread but like i don't know yeah. just like um fucking cool whip in between it's not even mayo it's just cool whip hell yeah cool whip cool whip cool whip fucking isn't that tangy cool ass sip. i know right no no no, no. if i wanted it's usually to sip, warm yeah Ugh. yeah if i if i wanted a tangy zip i'd add just a little bit of like fucking vinegar man that's what it's there for that's exactly what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. yeah. I bet you can make a mean sandwich when you want to. Oh, I'd make a great ass sandwich. Ass sandwich. But yeah. ass sandwich. You, your butt cheeks are the bread, dude. Ooh. That's why it's so good. Putting the meat in the butt cheeks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I'm the whole vegan diet, dude. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Toss, I'll get red onion in there a little bit. A couple of shallots. Oh, yeah. Shallots. How dare you. Shallots. <laughs> a lot. Uh, tra- uh, track five, fine, very staccato, no solos, just backing track riffs, not too impressive or interesting. Whatever. What do you think of this this whole Pike? I liked it. I yeah. I liked the, but it's also just for the same reason yeah. I liked the first one. Yeah, it's, it's passive. It's yeah. I just I want him to score a Doom soundtrack or something. He did just so we basically. can have another element. Yeah. He, oh, really? Yeah, he, he basically did. The guy who um did Doom did like a refit over it and had um fucking bucketed soundtrack it. It's called I forget like Sigil or something. We did a bucket fact about it like a year ago. Oh know. shit! Okay, I'll look it up then because yeah. I I love Doom and mm. I would love to hear that. Apparently, it's yeah, very difficult just... to install. Just so you know. Oh, all right. Well. Oh well, but it it just needs another element, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Because I feel bad for you sitting there with your pad and pen, you know, trying to do your due diligence for the show and listening to, you know, it's just not, new metal just jams. Not, not engaging. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like something rough that he's yeah. going to add something to, but nothing's added. This is the stuff he released. 
which is, you know, I guess the essential problem of the podcast. But then why have fans that dig into all this stuff? Because it's fascinating uh, what he's been doing, but why he's doing it as well, mm-hmm. you know, where it Very seems true. slapdash and not super thought through. But maybe that's what makes it special is that these are fucking heads, heads thoughts and his thoughts are he doesn't want to do solos anymore. Guess not. Kind of weird, yeah, but, you know, maybe it was a health thing. Maybe it was just what he wanted. Who knows? We'll never know, probably. He's never going to talk no, about probably it. probably not. Oh, well. But, how uh, are you going to end this on, like, a high note? You know? Like, how do we make this the most positive, fun podcast ever? Because it's oh, like he's... Well, if, it, it seems like diminishing returns. <laughs> yeah. He stopped. He stopped soloing. He stopped well, making really well, I mean, engaging I, music. I might have. I might have listened ahead, and he gets back to soloing eventually. So this isn't a permanent thing. He has put out some bangers since this. It's just for Whoa. a period of a couple of years, he just stopped. Uh, like literally, the next Pike has like a ton of like tapping and shit. So you know. It accidentally auto-played today after, yeah, it it, it played after the Theater of the Disembodied today, and I was like, oh shit, this Pike rocks. It's great that by the last, oh no, this is the next Pike, motherfucker. So, (laughs) sorry sorry, you missed the the, the cool stuff again. You got the the very passive stuff. But um, if you went to a Theater of the Disembodied, what movie would you see there? I would definitely be watching Things. Have you had the chance to see it? Oh, that, yes. Uh, the shot on video film from like 1988. Things mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah, things is things sucks, but in the coolest way. It's, it's it's just like I made a better movie in sixth grade. I literally yeah. did. And these dudes were like 23-year-old Heshers mm-hmm. just drinking beer. I have the I have the DVD and I have the commentary. Hell and yes. they had Oh, just, they have a commentary shit- for that? They have a commentary. Shit. Yeah. That's dank. Yeah. Yeah. After the, after the show, I'll let you know the, the company or whatever. Cause oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. Anyways, but they, so it's the two guys mm-hmm. and then they have a girl that maybe they're trying to like impress or mm-hmm. something. Cause she's not in the movie at all. And she's just making fun of the movie the entire fucking time and calling losers and so stuff. Cool. And they're just, they're just drunk on Labatt's blue ribbon. And yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> So yes, thanks. Beautiful. How about you? Um, th- th- uh, I'd probably go see Fantasia. No, I hate Fantasia. Why don't I see Fantasia? <laughs> I don't know. Theater of the Disembodied. I feel like that's a good place to see um, some some kind of body horror, like maybe some David Cronenberg, uh, or um, what's it? Tetsuo the Iron Man. You seen that the Japanese body oh, yeah. horror film? That that shit's rad. I saw a little bit of it. It's, uh, it's Mermaid good. in a manhole. Some of that shot on a. Yeah, it's from yeah. the guinea pig series or something like that. Some real, real fucked up stuff from the nineties. Yeah. Um, Hellraiser. You oh, know, if we're doing like goth news, yeah, yeah, for sure. Hellraiser is like the gothest thing to ever exist, right? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Just so suffering, pain, great fashion. So good. In, yeah, indeed. Speaking of suffering, uh, that's the Pikes for the week. Do you want to uh, take a trip into the bucket void with me? I would love to. Here we go. Statements from the bucket void. Bucket void. Oh, 
my God. We are uh, we're at the part here, part of the show, where uh, we talk about uh, YouTube comments on these bikes. <laughs> in the bucket void. So I've arranged them by pike. Um, hopefully you can see them there. And uh, we're just going to go in order here. So seven months ago, Wilson Rollin says, To me... It is that Brian can play anything and everything under the sun. Yet he adds his so much to it versus so many other guitarists. Then his personal music trumps them all in amazing sound, technique, and beauty. There's no real way for me to describe what I hear when he plays. Just amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your life, music, and soul with us, Brian. I am truly grateful, brother. That just, all of that seems so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his life? Like, what do any of us know about Buckethead's life? I, unless... I don't know. I mean, I guess he's sharing his life because, like, what he's doing with his life is, like, just playing music, basically. That we know great of. great point. That we know of, though. Uh, so I don't I think, think he, he probably doesn't have a lot of time to walk dogs. That's true. That's yeah, true. Who knows? Who knows? Because he has who had, knows? like, a significant other that is, like, never really been addressed with much of his art or anything so what buckethead dates he has before or he, he has had a, he had a song really? called the touch of big d and uh there was a, a lady named big d who used to like dance at his shows and stuff like that he's definitely like oh. dated people before it's it's oh, kind of public knowledge not really ish that is not who i would see buckethead as but that's awesome yeah, good for him crazy. um dr samurai says seven months ago a moment of silence for those who have not yet listened to a Buckethead album. <laughs> um, Love you, your voice. You, it's you, so you just perfect. you just laughed right through the moment of silence. Do you do you really oh, respect Jesus? Christ? I'm sorry, Doctor Samurai. How, how disrespectful! He's a doctor and a samurai. <laughs> He's going to diagnose you with getting stabbed, son. <laughs> um. So. Uh, Next, we got Prester John says seven months ago. They say IQ and love of instrumentals go hand in hand. I feel my IQ expanding with every instrumental I listen to. That's that guy's. That's that's like so. That's such a Mensa fucking ass comment. Like, first off, who cares about their IQ? That's like older than thirteen. You know that is hilarious. You are one hundred percent right. That's, that, that guy's just that's just a silly. And, and instrumentals go hand in hand. It's like the yeah, the dude's like, oh, metal music is more like classical music than anything else. All that's, right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like we go back to cattle decapitation, oh, which yeah. I love, by the way. Oh hell yeah, they're 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 actually like. So I wasn't a big fan of their like older like grind stuff or whatever, but like. Their newer albums are like this crazy symphonic metal, and they're actually really good. Oh, it's so good! Yeah. It's so good. The past like couple of albums, I forgot yeah. what the last one was called, but it was really good. It's, yeah, uh, but like the guitar you know, the song like "Bring Back crazy. the Plague." Oh, yeah. really, so good. really cool, so really good. cool stuff. All right, next we're uh, um, we're going into a uh, the hater void here. Um, uh oh, Rich's Pizza Party says seven months ago. <laughs> Wake me and my money when he starts ripping solos again. Sorry, fanboys. I love him too, but come on, man. And then uh, he says right after that. On a side note, his artwork has gotten better. 
some people were pretty mad about this one. They uh, they didn't appreciate his criticism very much, and so they, they lashed out. They lashed back out at him. So uh, uh, Skellion Gray says, also seven months ago, Kind of weird to see negativity on his recent pikes. If you don't like it, skip it and go listen to one you like. Not every pike is going to have a face melting solo, and that's okay. People, people seem to really like that comment. Uh, rock and Metal for Life uh, says seven months ago, <laughs> um, in response to someone else in here, uh, well, it has been a while, but all these new pikes just seem backing tracks, honestly. I guess the rumors that he can't play solos anymore because of his heart condition are true frowny face. Which is like, it's it's so weird. Uh, there was another person who actually called him out on this. Like, uh, what do you mean? Like, the, those are just rumors, obviously. Like, no one knows anything. He hasn't talked about it. Why would you say something like that? That's ridiculous. And it is ridiculous. It's just so out of left field. It you is. can't play guitar solos because of your heart condition. Like, the guy from Wasp shouldn't mm-hmm. have ever been able to pick up an axe. That, right. You know, mm-hmm. like... Ever since uh, Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, you mm-hmm. shouldn't have been able to play guitar since 88. But oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just weird in how people dig in for answers mm-hmm. when there just aren't any. And I guess that's part of the brilliance of Buckethead. Exactly. Whether it's designed on purpose, mm-hmm. I don't always. But, you know, you, you just know, yeah. dig into it. I don't know point. if that is by design to, like, just be intentionally obscure. And maybe it is because, I mean, he doesn't want people to know him. But at the same time, that, that like, kind of acts as its own marketing in a way. Just well, I don't think that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think. I, I think that he doesn't want everyone to know him on a super personal level. Right, right. It Not that he wasn't. Things are done intentionally, right? Like, yeah. he's like my persona is going to be mysterious. I don't think he ever thought that. I think he thought was, I don't want people to know who yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be able to wear this mask to mask my anxiety basically, which is, you know, cool. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's good for, good for him. You know, good for, good you know, for him for setting those boundaries Yeah, for protecting his mental health. So, um, Voldemortadella, great name, Voldemortadella. Um, the cheese that shall not be wait mortadella the smoked <laughs> meat that shall not be spoken i don't know uh says to skelly and gray who we uh talked about earlier there um he's not being negative i'm in the same boat as him as much as i love his new music i still miss his solos hell i even miss his non-solo songs like redeem team or familiar spirit i still consider buckethead the greatest musician alive right now cool and uh, lastly, for, for this pike, uh, Mary Hill says, seven months ago, Hail to the king! Best in your face! Panty dropper groove! Rocker in the business! Which, uh, Mary Hill, you are a queen. Hell yeah. That whole comment, oh, yeah. best comment of the week. Thank you. Um, all right, moving on here. Pike 307. Uh, comments on this guy. Con Boonma says five months ago, Masterclass, just play his albums on shuffle. You can clearly zone out and forget any problems in your life. Next minute you are hooked and keep going forward for his next pikes or projects. Another great album, though. Uh, this was the most liked comment on the page for some reason. 
It was <laughs> it was it was a fine pike. It was not a master class. And I don't recommend listening to all his pikes on shuffle. Because there's thirty of them that are just like ambient noise that you're gonna be like, What? <laughs> uh Kevin says five months ago. Buckethead's dedication to his music and to share his music is incredible, and to know some of the obstacles he's overcome to share his music the way he does and to tour with Guns N' Roses was an incredible accomplishment for him, and I just want to commend him for sharing some of the greatest music ever created with the world. Hell yeah, Kevin. We love that. Next, we got to Rex Ryder. Who's, uh, Can you do this one in a uh, old timey, um, you know, like minor voice? O- old timey minor. Okay, yeah, I got this one. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god, my lungs! Oh, that's all. That's all I got. Um, Solid. Okay, old, old timey <laughs> minor. Uh, so Rex Ryder says five months ago. I just played this for some friends. They didn't like it. I'm sure you're going to miss them. <laughs> that was the second most liked comment on this uh, this whole thing. Um, next, we got uh, Stephen Coghill with some uh, some hate here. People didn't seem to like this one. Stephen Coghill. Well, how, how should I read this one? What's the? Oh, okay. Um, I want you. To- as a detective from the 1940s. Ooh, like a noir. Okay. Yeah, noir. Unfinished music again. Without bass and leads, see? What the fuck, Buckethead? And then, uh, Vivimos en una sociedad, uh, says who's going to be, uh, his boss. Um, <laughs> Are you really gonna complain every single upload? I'd like to see you put out something better every month. Um, uh, Wilson Rollin, who will be his distraught wife, Stephen Coghills. Here we go. Nice. Your, your, your negativity and ignorance is something you need to deal with. Here, here in the real world. Everyone else is totally enjoying Brian's new music. Hope you get the help you need. Back to Stephen Cockhill. That was so good. That was so good. Back to Stephen Cockhill, uh, Nora Detective. LOL. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, that was... uh, Killed it. Yeah, a lot of people complained about his no bass, no leads, and there a lot of people called it like backing track music, which I kind of agree with. You know, it's it's empty. There's there's an empty feeling there. And it's just so interesting. Um, have you ever like left a comment in any kind of music discussion on YouTube? Not that I can think of. No, because I mean, it's most especially for music YouTube. It is the fucking it. It sucks. It's all dog shit. It's all angry people. And the other half of it's like people who are angry and like, fuck this, this sucks. They're shitty people. Uh, and the other half are people who are, who need to tell you their age. They're either like, 
I'm 95 and I just found out this music is the best music. Or I'm 13 and I was born in the wrong generation because this is the music yeah. I like. I don't like that <laughs> hip hop crap. Like it's it's one of those two. So I don't I don't spend much time on the YouTube comments unless it's for the show. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and and, and there's uh, the other yeah, it's some people and it's a, like a worldwide media medium too, right? Yeah. So like some of these don't translate to English very oh, well. And, yeah, yeah, for you sure. know, and, and and so things can be taken out of context but i love the fervor you know that these people that buckethead brings out of these people how many total comments do you think it's like 208 or who knows but like total comments per pike i mean there's like or or just this pike you know uh, this one i mean altogether there's probably 50 to 100 comments i'd say and, you know, on the newer ones, there's less than the older ones in general, just because it's... Okay. Like, yeah, but, I mean, on some of the older ones, you can get up to a couple hundred comments, I'd say. Um, I mean, none of them are insanely popular, but some of the older pikes have between, like, maybe 50 and 100,000 views, which is significant, especially for an album, you know? Yeah, and especially for how many. I mean, yeah, you can yeah, get that through sure. seven albums, but... Mm. I just it really just says something about the people you know who talk about Buckethead who listen to Buckethead and just how much they care they, enough they to do. leave comments not liking the, the solos or lack thereof it, it, et cetera et it's cetera so, it's so strange because I don't consider myself one of those people even though I at this point have probably like done the most work on any singular project about Buckethead specifically than anyone else out there but i still don't consider i'm i didn't come into this as like a buckethead fan i am a buckethead fan but like not one of these people no i am also a buckethead fan but i am certainly not one of <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Those yeah, but you've dedicated like two years to it i have Dude, you gotta write a book you gotta write a book after after I, all that's this actually is done. A, a thought i've had because i mean especially with all the bucket facts and shit i have like i have a very probably a more complete view of buckethead and what he's done in his life when he's done it in his life than i mean most people interested in buckethead even so i don't know and you so, know who would buy it every single one of these people right exactly um and me of course but oh, it's just I, you, it's you, fascinating you would get a free advanced copy you got oh. one of my galley copies. Could I write a forward? Oh yeah, you can write a foreskin, <laughs> baby. Uh, next we we got we got pikes on. Yours is too wide, bro. I'm pissed. That's that's more than standard page size. I don't know if we can print that. <laughs> uh, next we got uh, comments on Pike three hundred eight. Uh, so we'll start out with uh, Ben S. What kind of character is Ben S? Ben S is a uh, a puppet. A pup? Okay, like uh, is like a a dummy or a muppet? I'm gonna say, you know what? I'll give him a little respect. Muppet. Okay. Okay. Mm. If Big B is done with soloing, I wish he would play some more mellow acoustic stuff. This style has been playing the fuck out as of late, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, if 
I agree with that. If he stopped soloing entirely, I think he should just do more acoustic stuff. That makes sense to me. But he didn't stop. He just did for a while. And who knows why? We'll probably never hear why. Um, next, uh, we got a comment from Stories from Earth five months ago. What what character is he? Them. Uh, a, um, oh, 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 uh, hold on, hold on. Like a, a Fred Durst-style rapper. Ooh, okay. So a white rapper from, like, the late 90s okay so yeah yo, yo, sometimes i think i can hear bass are these just justice for all mixes a lot of people like that con- uh, not that many people three people like that comment. three yeah all right next we uh next we have a comment from ron stanek just four months ago um this guy i think is definitely a comic book type guy so i'm gonna make him like comic book guy Get down to your local corner store and buy a copy of the latest Buckethead issue. The action-packed pikes will blow you away. Yes, the same hero ever since volume number one and still a lucky penny. Ugh, I hate that guy. That guy seems like he'd just be the worst at, like, playing D&D or something. Like a total rules lawyer, you know, like checking the book all the time. Ugh, Ugh, what a stickler. Oh yeah, he'd be a ter- the worst DM of all time, and still yes. a lucky penny. That's just such bad writing. I I hate it. <laughs> um. So next we got a uh, Thomas Knight Wagner says five months ago. Uh, what kind of character is he? Uh, he's a carnival barker. Oh, a carnival barker. All right. So he says, "Yeah, Buckethead converts diminished reality into creativity." All right. Uh, next, we got ben, ben S. again. He was the guy from the first one. Uh, what kind of guy was he? I totally forget. Oh, I've, I've forgotten already, yeah, but like so. a Ben Affleck, you know, but not like oh, the Dark so, Knight, you know? Okay, ben so, Affleck, so like, oh, yeah, so Boston, town. Boston, yeah, Boston, yeah. Ben Affleck. Um, Wake me up when he decides to add bass tracks and solos. Uh, Gabriel Avram says, uh, if he decides... A bass guitar is not needed. We should believe that he knows better. Winky face with the tongue out. Um, and Ben S. says he's going to switch characters again. He's now a uh, Dickensian newsboy. Uh, if I hear you, Big B does know best. I'm just jonesing for some more mind-bending shredding. Hopefully he's saving the best for summer. Um... All right, I, I want to dig into that thread real quick yeah. because, like, Gabriel, that has got to be the dumbest comment, though, like, about Buckethead, like, where he knows better. Like, I don't think that any Buckethead fan would know, I feel like, would understand that Buckethead doesn't give a shit about the quality of the song. Yeah. It's the expression that he wants to put out there, you right, know? Right. It's yeah. And so the I mean, I guess are a does... blank page, and this is his yeah. journal. So does he know better then? <laughs> like I don't know. I, I... well, I, I I get from that comment that Buckethead um, knows that it sounds better without bass, which I feel oh, like Buckethead yeah. knows it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah, and he's just like, eh, well, I should just put it out. Yeah, Gabriel, like. And that's the thing is there's a lot of stands like we haven't seen um, uh, fucking Jordan Vine in a little while here, but there are a lot of people who just like 
you know, defend Buckethead and whatever he does. And, like, even if he does something that's boring or kind of not worth your time, they're like, I don't care what people say. He's the fucking best. I'm like, no. Like, I mean, he's very good at what he does, but, like, he makes decisions that I disagree with. It's okay to criticize art. Like, we all, yeah. we're all on the bucket. We're all listening to obscure Buckethead music. We all obviously have some appreciation for him. And it's okay to criticize things you have appreciation for. Like, mm-hmm. And my umbrage is a fan saying, well, he didn't put the bass tracks in because he knows for this song, it's fitting his creative mode. Like, well, no, I don't think so. If no, I, I think had, it's because he doesn't have a bassist anymore. <laughs> like, And he can't be bothered to do it himself. Right. He doesn't have the bandwidth. Because <laughs> it would moment. just be this. Yeah, huh. yeah, the bandwidth, and he would just play the same shit he was on the guitar, maybe, mm-hmm. or something, you know? Indeed. He also only knows how to slap on the bass, so I feel like maybe Buckethead's very, um, uh, what is it, uh, zero, zero, one, zero, ones, zero, ones and zeros when it comes very, to Very, very binary, you know? very binary. Binary, yeah. yes. I slap the bass. He does slap at the bass. He does shred at the guitar. Um so, uh, finally in the bucket void here, X Disciple X says five months ago edited. Uh, what kind of character is X Disciple X? Oh, but it was edited, right? It All right. Edited. So he is a robot who is uh, slowly realizing that he has a little bit of humanity. Okay. Still waiting on 300 to even ship Frowny Face? It was supposed to ship in January. And then Carpenter Dude. Joe uh, says five months later, who is uh, the woman that he falls in love with that makes him recognize his humanity. Um, Carpenter Josephine, if you will. I canceled my two last. They took too long. I guess I'll just describe to YouTube. And uh, that's the greatest love story ever told people. Oh, the romance that'll last for forever. Indeed. Statements from the bucket boy. Oh boy, we are to the part of the show now where we uh, recommend something. Do you have uh, something to recommend, Mr. Matt? Absolutely. I would say um, go watch Berserker. It's in theaters right now a little bit. It's got Justin Long. It's got... Uh-huh. Uh, that Bill Skarsgård guy. Okay. It's a. It's got a small, tight, fun cast. And you know why I recommend it? It's because it's, it's, um, it's from dusk till dawn. It's Ooh, one movie, okay. yep. and then halfway through, it changes. Totally different movie. It's great. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. I love. I like. I kind of like movies. You give me two movies. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. You get yeah. two movies. I like that. And in just an hour and a half, can't beat it. Oh. How about you, Britt? I got to uh, recommend and anti-recommend. First thing I'm going to recommend is the Angel series of films from the 1980s. Uh, we got Angel, we got Avenging Angel, and Angel 3, the final chapter. And then there's a fourth one, which I haven't watched yet. But I have watched the first three in the last few months, and they are super fun. Uh, general premise is they're about an ex-prostitute who then goes to try to like serve up justice somehow. Um, usually against like a pimp or like a drug ring or something like that. And in the first two, there's this... Uh, like my favorite character in the series, is this old guy named Kit, who is like very convinced he's like an old cowboy, mm. uh, and he goes around shooting things and stuff. He's he's amazing. Love that. 
I love it. Yeah. Uh, Unrecommend is uh, Disney's The Country Bears from 2002. Uh, starring like Haley Joe Osment as a uh, Barry Barrington. Um, it, it, uh, it sucked. It was one of the dumbest things I've seen in my fucking life. Terrible. You should make your kid watch it. It'd be funny. Um, I will. I will. Uh, it's, it's, it's like the whole, the whole time it's, it's like, it's good cringe humor at times. And like some of the musical numbers are actually pretty fun, but for the most part, you're like, Oh my God, this is dated. Oh my God. No. What are they doing? I'm- Oh, I love that. I love yeah. dated, oh, awful, so cringy stuff. It's my bread and butter. Um, is it free somewhere? Is it like on Tubi or uh, something? Oh, YouTube? It, it should be on, I mean, uh, yeah, if you have Disney Plus. I don't think so. I mean, if you want, uh, you can have access to my Plex server. I got all types of stuff on my Plex server. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Deal. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll hit you up on uh, Instagram about that later. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, I guess with that, it's time for some bucket jokes so you're a comedian uh, do you do you have any jokes that you want to tell sure I sure do <laughs> so first off uh, have you heard of uh, the retaliators this uh, this movie that came out in the theaters. Have you heard about this? Have you no, no, I have not. seen this? So, The Retaliators uh, is a action horror revenge movie uh, starring a lot of modern day heavy metal dudes. Uh, Jacoby Shaddix from yeah. Five Finger Death Punch is in it. Okay. Uh, Ivan Moody, uh, the lead singer of Five Finger Death Punch, uh-huh. uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Tommy Lee is in. The Retaliators, a movie that played just once mm-hmm. in theaters uh, this last Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, Tommy Lee's in The Retaliators. I mean, it's like him and his dick have different agents. <laughs> <laughs> his dick's making headlines, dude. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Has been for decades. Mm. Tommy Lee's in The Retaliators? I mean, if you get there. <sighs> All right, here we go. So I've been, I was diving into this one a lot, but. uh. So the Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly relationship. Yeah, have you heard no, about this? You know, this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly relationship is to people addicted to Percodan with uh, face tattoos as to uh, the Turnstile 10 Robinson friendship. Have you heard about this? You see the Turnstile 10 Robinson? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have. I have briefly. Yeah, I, I yeah. think you should leave, you know, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, He's yeah, been yeah. skateboarding with Turnstile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the Megan Fox uh, Machine Gun Kelly relationship is to the people addicted to uh, uh, Percodan, excuse me, uh, or Percocets, whatever the perks are. That the, per- you know, the kids yeah. are talking about. The perks, yeah. Uh. Uh, with face tattoos as the Turnstile 10 Robinson friendship is to dudes with kids who homebrew that used to be in punk beds and watch YouTube videos about Japanese chef knives. <laughs> that, that is the most specific punchline I've ever heard. You you wrote this about like one person you hate. <laughs> like, it was it was about me. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so I was right then. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We're having a lot of fun here, but hey, it's time to get serious. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's time to. I'm trying to get serious about a, about a, you know, about Coco Melon. 
you know, these uh this this kids YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's poorly animated people with blank faces just going through the motions time and time again. Mm-hmm. Shit, if I wanted my kid to see that, I'd bring him into our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You know, you know what the fuck I mean? Uh, but no, in all honesty, I have a very satisfying family life. And then, uh, you know, apropos of nothing, Brett, I just want to throw out to you an honest-to-goodness list of bands who have played Alaska this year. Okay? Okay. So, Rusted Root. <laughs> I've heard of them. <laughs> Send me on my way. <laughs> Send me on my way. I've, I've, Send me on my way. Oh, you don't remember Send Me on my way? <laughs> do not, no. I've, I've heard of Rusted uh, Root because I know they played in Alaska before. Okay, well, uh, they've played again. But this time, they couldn't be Rusted Root. They, <laughs> no, no. they they were called Still Rooted. No. Because one of, the, one of the founders wasn't in there anymore. Here we go. Saliva played mm. here. Uh, you know. Uh, always, uh, but they didn't even have their original lead singer. What? Oh no! Yeah, Josie Scott, who was famous for being on the Spider-Man soundtrack, the Chad Kroger. He was. Right. He was. The, the Village People played Alaska recently. Interesting. How many? They don't have any original members, do they? They're just like a franchise now, aren't they? I believe it. Yeah, I believe, but with some of the beer bellies I saw, I was like, "Well, maybe some of those dudes could still be original." But uh, Candlebox, Candlebox, the Seattle band, I think, right? Maybe I guess Who so. Knows? Yeah, yeah. Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish, Darius, Dar- Darius Rucker. Rucker. Well, Darius Rucker's actually like big in the country world. He's you know, it he's a wagon true. wheel man. He's it is wheel. true. Yeah, he, he's yeah, the he guy who very, sings a song that is specifically for white people. Very interesting. <laughs> they Very love interesting. it. Oh, they love you, it. You white people can't get enough of wagon wheel. You play wagon wheel and then Sweet Caroline. Oh, oh my god, Sweet Carolina. Oh my god, it's gonna be like white people are gonna lose their shit. Mm-hmm. And Pod is playing tonight mm-hmm. as we speak. Pod is taking the boom. motherfucking stage. Here comes the boom. Are you a uh, youth of the nation as well? I was much yeah. like POD, but Definitely. both of us have yeah. reached well into middle age. I mean, are they still honest in that song? Do they like live sing it like we are, we are the middle aged <laughs> fellows of the nation? <laughs> Little Susie, she was only 32. <laughs> only, only 32. <laughs> yeah. That's my jokes. Thank you very much, Britt. Hopefully well, that, a couple of those were funny. Oh, they, they, I, I had a good time. Thank you. Now it's time for my much worse jokes. A cannibal child went on a field trip, but was sent home after he was found eating a scrotum. His parents defended him, saying he was told to, uh, saying they were told to provide him with a sack lunch. It's awesome. The scrotum. It's better than all my jokes, dude. I saw uh, you rock. I had a date with a posture specialist this week, but she stood me up. Um, if There's you... no way that that isn't already a joke. Because if it is, like, you need to take that to the stage right now. That's like uh, a beautiful joke. So if you, re- uh, if you rearrange the letters in trucks, you get struck. But, you know, if you rearrange the letters in mail trucks, you get a maximum penalty of five years and a $100,000 fine. Um, 
I'm watching all of the Fairly Brothers movies alphabetically right now, but I'm stuck on you. <laughs> Every time a bank teller gives me my balance, they're also a fortune teller. Uh, yeah. Um, I can I can read lips pretty well, but only after they're tattooed. Animal Control found out I'm the one who's been feeding the crows and making them congregate at my apartment building. So they're charging me with voluntary murder. Murder of crows joke. No, I get it. I yeah, totally get it. Good. I love <laughs> it. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm beyond that these jokes are funny. I now know that they're brilliant. I'm in my cosmic brain mode. I'm like, how can you make money off of these jokes because they deserve never you can't make jokes off one-liners unless you're like british i can't do it my name is britain you you can't tell them to people here's what you do you do goth popsicles oh there we go and these are the fucking jokes on the stick gothsicles my dude Mm -hmm. goth gothsicles we got it right there um it was announced this week that a sublime biopic is in pre-production you hear about this no, I didn't. The uh, film is tentatively titled Somehow Worse Than the Red Hot Chili Peppers with Rome. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to finish out my, my jokes here with um, I met Bill Nye's kid this week. I asked her if she was rich like her dad, and she said no. But when he dies, she'll be a Billy and heir. I'm sorry for that. Um, now, well done, well done. So now, uh, now we have a thing uh, where on the podcast, I go ahead and I search the internet for the most downvoted jokes on all of Reddit, specifically one-liners. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the worst jokes that no one liked and people actively disliked. So here we go. If I was a packet high trans fat margarine spread, my preferred pronoun would be tubby. If a vampire could ejaculate, I'd call him Draculator the Ejaculator. <laughs> Which I, I think is funny, but only in a terribly anti-humor sort of way. Actually, Dude, that, that, that joke is sick. That yeah, one's so good. I'm actually, so that, that, I, at the end I have a hall of shame where I tell like the, the bad jokes that are actually fucking funny. Uh, I'm putting that one in there. Um, yeah. Here, here's one that's not, though. Hamlet's father was the original notification shade. Okay. Just thought of a name for a scummy bald porn star. Badge smear poop stain. Gross. I hate it. It doesn't. Yeah, I I just hate it so much. Badge Um, smear poop stain. Yeah. I told a story about the time I put a tack in my teacher's chair, but she didn't understand. She eventually got the point in the end. Which I get what you're doing there, but it's not funny. No, the it. person who did that joke is like 48. And they yeah. Suck. No, they're 54. They're 54. Uh, they also suck. I am... This must be like the brand name for something, but after seeing a load of inflatable mattresses, I've decided to Lilo for a while. Or maybe Lalo. Mm. 
I don't know. I don't know what that one. No, that's a bad one. I don't one. know. That one's bad. Here's here's one. This might be the worst one of the week. Lollapalooza is for suckers, but Lolly Peruser is for sucker lookers. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a joke somebody wrote on the internet, put out there. Yeah, okay. Um ten seconds straight is a short time to wait. But a long time to be gay. <laughs> I mean, no, that one also sucks. Yeah. Pretty bad. Pretty um, bad. That's the worst one. Yeah, yeah. Man, if I just had a nickel for every trite expression. Ugh. All right, that's the worst one. I hate that. Maybe, yeah. And here's the last terrible one. Uh, I mean, when is it not a good time for rice? Okay, now we have uh, my my personal favorite part here. It's the Hall of Shame. These are the jokes that I've gotten, the most disliked jokes on the internet that are actually funny. We'll start. Awesome. A new bottom of the list here is, if a vampire could ejaculate, I'd call him Draculator, the ejaculator. <laughs> Amazing. Next next one. Uh, number, it's still good. Yeah, it's no, I love it. Number five on the list, a countdown here. Uh, the Twin Towers really didn't stand the test of time. <laughs> Booyah. Yeah. Number number four here. <laughs> A criminal can never swim because he's sin king. He's like the yeah. king of sin. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, next one we got. Two women walked out of a library. They cleaned it so well. <laughs> that's great yeah, yeah. Uh, number two second favorite bad joke <clears throat> Kurt Cobain received mind blowing head on April 5th 1994 <laughs> and uh, my, my, fav- my favorite one right now a man walks into a stable and the horse says hey why the small cock <laughs> ten out of ten. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fucking joke. Hey, that's the show. We did it. Thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for being here, Matt. Uh, you got anything to plug? Absolutely not. If you uh, want to watch my documentary on the local Anchorage comedy scene, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, yeah, at I'm Matt Man nine oh seven or something. You got a couple old podcasts floating around out there. I was listening to uh, your mixtape Time Machine for a while, but it seems like you stopped that a while ago. Yeah, uh, John had a kid. Uh, you know, yeah. we were like, no one's probably listening, yeah. and but you were. I was. So, eh, what saw, are you gonna do? If you, yeah, if you saw your one download from Seattle, it's probably me. All right. You're welcome. Um, yeah, but uh, where can we find you online if we want to say hi? Sure. Um, at, at my at I'm Mattman907 on basically all of the things. Matt oh, yeah. Collins, you can find me on Facebook very easily. Oh, it's yeah. me and my child in the, in, the, in the photo, and I don't do too many interesting things, but I'm an interesting guy, maybe. Yeah, you are. You know, I'd me say up. you are. Hell yeah. And uh, you can... Thank you, Brett. You can talk to me anywhere uh, on uh, at BucketCast or at a BucketCast at a BucketCast. Yeah, that's where I am on my call of socials. Or uh, just look up getting head of BucketCast. You'll find me somewhere. I'm Britain. Yeah. So uh, I have been Britain.
I've been Matt Collins. And you've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucketheads. Namaste.